0: Lights flicker below as I look out the window. It looks like thousands of candles burning into the winter night 30,000 feet beneath the plane as we prepare to make our descent into Denver. The snow-covered Rockies are hidden by darkness. A bittersweet feeling drifts into my consciousness as I remember what it was like to fly into Boise on a February night almost four years ago. Silently I wonder what my mom would say to me now. Do you ever have those moments when your breath catches and you wonder when you last took in oxygen? It's almost as if I forgot to breathe as memories of grief, joy, love, and loss move like a Ken Burns film in my mind. Descent and ascent, these are the realities of the soul. This whole story begins with light. God said, let there be light, Genesis 1-3. Ever since, we've been living by this light or searching for its faintest glow. Maybe this is why we see light or its absence in all things. I often don't notice light except when it's gone. They say the sun is about 93 million miles away, but I can't remember a day when I didn't feel its effect, those beams of light as close to me as my own flesh. Even hidden behind clouds, it illuminates the world enough to remind us it is day. Light leads us to views on the summit and guides us through the valley light surprises our eyes at birth and evades us when we lose someone we love they even say the light left his eyes death doesn't just take a life but it also steals the ray of light you knew while all light isn't gone some of the light has been taken and the world isn't as bright anymore you may feel this in the loss of someone you love sometimes It is the many deaths we die while still alive, the career you were chasing, the person you were in love with, the dream you gave up on. You might feel as if you lost all the light you once knew. In these moments, it is like someone turned the lights off in the universe and you're not sure where life is heading. It's like being 93 million miles away from the light of the world and feeling a universe away from the warmth of hope. This happened last year in November. My joy was gone, my spirit was flat, and my heart was broken. I talked to my friend Blake a few nights later. He was in a similar place in life. It turns out the momentary pleasures of idolatry fade when God strips you of your false gods. Sometimes, you don't need someone to tell you everything is going to be okay. Sometimes, you just need to know you're not alone, and that even if you are walking through darkness, there are others with you pressing towards the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes people get sidetracked by the glint of light on gold. Confusing this for authentic hope, they become blinded by selfish ambition. They wander deeper into the darkness, discovering this gold isn't light, and it only elicits a deeper darkness within them. One of the most chilling passages in scripture is at the Last Supper. After Judas took the bread, he went out, and it was night. John 13, 30. I understand why it says Judas took the bread, but why was this the moment when the writer said, and it was night? John may have been alluding to more than the time of day. Judas had left the light and walked so far into the darkness he got lost in it. I doubt Judas knew he was walking into the dark night of the soul. He was probably thinking the 30 shekels of silver in his future would shine in the light. I wonder if John looked back on this as the hardest night of his life. It was the night when Jesus was arrested to be crucified. When Judas left, the light of the world was still with them in the room. Yet even then, John's reflection of this moment was described with four words. And it was night. I forget God created the darkness too. Genesis 1-4, John 1-3. God may send a beam of light to pierce the darkness, and he will use the darkness to draw our eyes to the light. As the darkness increases, hope appears to fade grace seems far off, and love feels lost. Yet in the dark night of the soul, when all seems lost, one light remains. It's kind of wild when you think about it, this story many of us have grown accustomed to. In all of the darkness of suffering and sin, God could have left the lights off and walked away from it all. Instead, our Creator loves us so much He gave His Son, Jesus, so that we could have everlasting life. If we believe in Him, We receive him. Jesus, the one we receive, is eternal life, and this eternal life is the light of all mankind. Without it, we're grasping at straws in the darkness, never sure what we're reaching for as we roll the dice and wish again. More wild still is this life he invites us into. Flipping the old power structures on their head, he invites us, the people he made, to enter into his kingdom. In this kingdom, he doesn't tell us to build our own empire. Instead, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't call us to flex, but says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. He doesn't call us to keep the receipts on every person we have been hurt by, but he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Humility, meekness, mercy. These are the virtues advertising agencies rarely shine a light upon. Billboards of humility, meekness, and mercy rarely show up in city skies. When I think about these virtues, they don't sound like I'm gaining and growing. These virtues sound like I'm losing something. I've come to believe that's exactly what Jesus wants. It's like Jesus knows there's too much of me in my life, too much of the dark side of self within my ambition. When I let go of pride, power, and grudges, I'm inviting light in. It is the way of the king and his kingdom. His light invites us forward. As Jean-Pierre de Cossades says, leave the past to the infinite mercy of God, the future to his good providence. Give the present wholly to his love by being faithful to his grace. The past is history. The future is fantasy. Jesus is with us right now. I was sitting with some friends one night. The orange glow of the burning end of cigars was present in many a man's hand. Men of all generations shared visions and revelations they had been given. One man kicked his boots up on a coffee table and said, Boys, you may not know it, but you're in God University. You can take as many courses as you would like. Currently, I'm enrolled in learning to sleep in the boat during a storm. And boys, the class I'm taking, it is one of those you get to take multiple times. My friend Caleb the mystic, who happens to be a lawyer and former cynic, had told us in previous conversations about what seems like a thousand moments of God showing up. After all of these moments, he told us he had come to the conclusion that God is closer than we know. Then he said something that shows the light of the world can turn a cynic into a mystic. Love lives now, and that's also where God is. Smoke wafted upwards from the cigar like burnt offerings towards the heavens. I wondered to myself, what if in pursuit of success and accolades, I had missed it all along? What if life isn't about all of these things? What if it really is about love? I wondered how many times I didn't just step off this path of love, but I missed there was a better path altogether as I chase after my own dreams. I've discovered I'm not alone in asking these questions. Many of us get lost along the way. We forget down is the way up in the kingdom of heaven. When love lives. We see light because where love lives, we find God. What if this is the light we've been searching for? Imagine if the climb isn't up, but it's down. What if the way down is the promotion? The light of the world first appears when he was placed in a wooden box purpose for feeding animals, and his life leads to a point when he is nailed to a wooden cross. Humble beginnings and humble endings lead to a glorious resurrection. The way we walk through our days, we see life is being swallowed up by death. The reality is that death is swallowed up by life, and this life is the light. One ray of light can give hope to someone. Sometimes, all you need is one ray of light. Even if you feel 93 million miles away from God's kindness and warmth, God's light is on a mission to bring you hope, faith, joy, peace, and love. This is the light of the world, Jesus, the Son of God who loves you and will never give up on you. The flickering lights outside my window have become larger now as our descent into Denver begins. Life in this moment beckon us onward. Like so many in the world, we're one step closer to home. We aren't there yet, but we're making progress. We press on with a hope that endures through the struggle, a faith that wrestles with the divine and into a dirty, gritty joy showing up even in the dark night of the soul. We have the Prince of Peace living within us. The light of the world will never forsake us, so we press onward in Christ. May hope light the way home. I want to thank you for listening to the Salt Advent Christmas Magazine. If you want to experience more content like this, please join me in giving support to SALT by going to SALLT.com. Merry Christmas.